Please be aware that the comments, views, opinions shared on this podcast are not meant to diagnose a medical problem and or legal problem. If you do have a medical problem or legal problem, kindly contact a professional. Welcome to An Apple A Day, a podcast, a resource, a community. Share your experiences and learn from others as we overcome barriers and learn to live a happy, healthy life with a disability. Welcome to the community. Here's your host, Jimmy Apple. Welcome to another episode of An Apple A Day. I'm your host, Jimmy Apple. Hey, it's great to be back. (laughs) I said yesterday, I miss you guys. And I just want to say this. Thank you so much for the emails that were sent last night. I'm beside myself with that. I think that's great. I, I, I really appreciate them all. I really do. And to Elizabeth... In Ohio, I would have never left without saying something. I would have never just, I would never just stop doing the podcast. I would never just walk away from it. If I was to ever stop, which I don't foresee that happening, but if I was to ever stop doing the podcast, I would make an announcement. I would share it with everybody. I wouldn't just turn the switches off, unplug it from the computer and walk away. That would never, ever, ever, ever happen. But thank you. Thank you for all the kind words that came in last night. I really, really do appreciate it. All right, before we get started here, I'd like to remind you that an apple a day is brought to you by www.famousapple.com. Famousapple.com is the home site for this podcast. So if you get a minute, go over there, check it out. I also want to remind you, if you'd like to get a hold of me, you can email me at jimmy at famousapple.com. That's jimmy, J-I-M-M-Y, at famousapple.com. Or you can write to admin at famousapple.com. And in the subject, just put jimmy. Either way, the email will get to me. And this way we can stay in touch. I want to pass along a little information Something that happened to me while I was sick and out away from the podcast here. As you know, I'm a diabetic. I was I test my sugar five times a day. Well, not realizing, I ran out of strips. We called my doctor. My doctor called the strips in. And my wife went over to the pharmacy to pick up the strips. And I have new insurance through her, through her new job. And it has a prescription plan on it. But I... I don't have Part D. I don't have Part D on Medicare. All right, to make a long story short, she gets over there and she tells him she's got to pick up this prescription for for me for these strips for my machine. I have a one-touch machine. And the, the girl at the pharmacy says, unfortunately, your insurance doesn't cover one-touch. It only covers a certain other machine and those supplies. In order to get that, I need to get another prescription from the doctor. The doctor's already gone for the day, and the pharmacy's going to close in a half hour, and I have to check my sugar that night. So my wife says, well, you know what? Let me just buy strips for the one-touch machine. The girl says, okay, but it's going to be expensive. So my wife says, well, you know, how expensive can it be? You know, we'll bite the bullet, and we just need them. The girl turns around and tells her to fill that prescription would be $217. What? <laughs> I mean, wow. Naturally, she, my wife calls me up, and she says, it's $217. I said, forget it. 
my wife and the pharma, the pharmacist is talking, and the pharmacist says, well, your, your, your husband's on Social Security. Does he have Medicare? And she says, yes. Uh, she says, well, Medicare will pay for the uh, strips for you. My wife says, but he doesn't have Part D. Says, does he have Part B? She says, yeah. Yes, they'll pay for him. So she says, how much is, is it going to cost you Medicare? You know, it only costs $3. Three dollars versus $217. So if you ever find yourself in a position that if you if your other insurance doesn't pick up your prescription for your diabetes supplies, try with the Medicare. Medicare just might pick it up even if you don't have Part D. It's something to look into. It's just something that might save you money. I wanted to share that with you because I was blown away. I was completely blown away by that. So I read in the news that in San Francisco, California, they're making it illegal to vape, you know, smoke a, an e-cigarette, and they're making it illegal, or they already have, I, I don't know, I'm not sure, to even buy or sell e-cigarette supplies in San Francisco. I find that laughable, okay? First of all, vaping is completely legal. It's legal under the federal government. It's it's legal all over, but San Francisco has decided to make it illegal. But yet, in San Francisco, it's legal to smoke pot. It's okay to shoot heroin. It's okay to shit in the streets in San Francisco. It's okay to be an illegal alien, and they'll give you sanctuary in San Francisco. But if you're an American citizen and you get caught with an e-cigarette, you can get fined or arrested or whatever the penalty is for breaking that law. That's ridiculous. I mean, think about it. They're going to... They're going to go after people selling e-cigarette supplies, yet on almost every street corner, they're giving out needles to drug addicts, clean needles. I thought there was an opioid epidemic that they were trying to stop, but yet San Francisco will pass out free needles, and they'll look the other way while they're shooting up, and some places in California give you safe places to go shoot up. But there's still a, a, a problem. But God forbid, God forbid you smoke an e-cigarette. But it's okay to smoke pot. What the hell is wrong? What the hell is wrong with these people? I find that if it wasn't so stupid, if it wasn't so asinine, it would be funny. But it's not funny. It's sad. It's pathetic. I just don't understand it. You know, there's something seriously wrong in our society. When you have people that are junkies, drug addicts, who are getting medications for free, life-saving medications for free because they decided to shoot up drugs. They decided to take drugs. Not something that happened to them beyond their control. Not something that happened at birth beyond their control. Just because they decided they wanted to get high. Just because they decided, oh, I can't deal with reality, so I have to escape reality. So they shot this stuff that they don't even know what the hell it is in their veins and got, and got high. 
and now they're addicted to it. So now society is giving them these these drugs, these antidotes to get them off of the stuff that they did. You know, whatever happened to taking responsibility for your action? How is it that being a moron warrants getting free medication? You have senior citizens that need medication that have to decide whether they're going to eat dinner that night or are they going to buy their medication? Are they going to eat cat food or are they going to buy their medication? You have people on disability that have to figure out how they're going to get their medication. Are they going to be able to afford the prescription for this month? Or are they going to have to work it out that they're taking it every other day instead of taking it every day like it's written, like they're supposed to? And what happens to them? Because once you start messing with medication, as any clear-minded person knows, you're going to you're going to end up hurting yourself, if not killing yourself. Look at the people, people like cancer patients. Do you know how expensive cancer, cancer medication, cancer treatments are? And do you know that insurance companies don't pay the whole bill for that? I know that for a fact, simply because I have two members of my family that died from cancer. My sister died 10 years ago from cancer, and her insurance didn't cover the whole deal. Her family had to pitch in and cover her bills. Not only her bills for medication, but bills for the house and everything else. Why aren't the junkies' families being put in that position? Life-saving medication for my sister, everyone had to pitch in and pay it. The government didn't pay it, and here's the sad part. My sister worked for the government, but the government didn't pay her bills. It's sad. It's not even sad. It's it's pathetic. It makes me mad. And if you say, oh, you're, so, oh, you're always angry about this. I am. I'm very angry about it. I'm angry when people who go out and do the right thing, go out and they work for a living, they pay their taxes, they do what they're supposed to do, they go, go to work every day, they get screwed. When the people that sit in the house and shoot heroin or do drugs lay around, go out, rob innocent people so that they can do more drugs, and then when it becomes a life a life threatening problem for them, all of a sudden the police come, they give them a shot of Narcon that doesn't cost them a dime, then they bring them to a hospital, check them out, give them a meal, again, doesn't cost them a dime, push them out the door, they go out, and they're buying another bag of dope, and they're shooting up again. Where is the justice here? Where is the justice? It makes no sense. I remember when I was going to college. I worked my way through college. I drove a cab in the Bronx, private car service. And they had a contract with some company that picked up these these junkies and brought them over to the Bronx State campus where they could go in the morning and get their methadone. These people didn't pay for the cab. They just signed the receipt and they didn't pay for their methadone. It was state run. So here they are. I'm picking them up. I'd say 90% of them came from the Throgs Neck houses that I picked up in Throgs Neck in the Bronx. So we picked them up, brought them over to Bronx State. They got out of the cab. They signed a receipt. They went in and they got their methadone. They'd hang out there with their friends for for a while. Then they'd call for a cab to go back home. Yeah, they called for a cab. So we had to go back, pick them up, pick them up. They'd stop at a store, grocery store, a candy store, what have you. They'd get some food, you know, chips, pretzels, soda, a sandwich, beer. And then I had to take them back home, take them back to the front door of their building in the projects. 
And they'd get out, sign the receipt, go back upstairs to their, their apartment, and that's where they'd stay. Never once did any of them, never once did any of them give a, give a cab driver a tip. And cab drivers work for tips just like waiters and waitresses. You know what a cab driver in the Bronx gets? They get 30% of the fare. Back then, you were going from Throgs Neck to Bronx State. That $3, that's what it costs. For 30% of that, you get 90 cents. Not even a dollar, 90 cents to drive this guy over there and 90 cents to drive him back. It made no sense. But meantime, this guy was getting $3 going, $3 coming in cab fare. So that's six bucks. Whatever the methadone cost, whatever his apartment cost, he was living the life of Riley. People like me, we were working to pay for our, our, our education. It makes no sense. So people that do the right thing get screwed. These junkies, they're getting it just handed to them. Here, and more money, and more money, and more money. It's not right. It's not right. And people like us, the disabled, and the senior citizens have it the worst. We're on fixed incomes, barely making it by, and we're still paying for Medicare out of our fixed income. There's something wrong with that picture, and it has to change. person were you before you became disabled? Were you independent or did you depend on other people to do things for you? What kind of person are you now that you've become disabled? Are you independent or you or do you depend on other people to do everything for you? It's hard. I know it's hard. When you first become disabled and you really can't do everything for yourself, the things that you always did you really can't do anymore, and you're restricted, and there's so many roadblocks in front of you that stop you. But as you, as you become accustomed to this new way of life, that's you know, the best way to put it, this new being that we are, disabled, you have to start doing more for yourself. You can't keep on pushing stuff onto the people around you because what will happen is you'll start alienating the people around you. And, you know, the people around you aren't stupid either. They realize that you're not trying anymore. You can't give up on yourself. And I've seen that happen with a lot of people. People just give up on themselves and they say, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, you can. If you try, you can do things but some people just get pure lazy now for everybody that listens to me you know how mad I get when people take advantage of us because we are disabled I get just as mad at the people who are disabled that take advantage of other people using your disability to take advantage of others is just as bad I I've, I've seen people and I cringe. I cringe because I know that they're lying. I know that they're faking. Oh, I can't reach this. You ever see that? People like, oh, I just can't do this. Yeah, you can if you try. Or the one that turns around and says, I just can't do this. Can you do this for me? Can you cut the meat on my plate for me? And the other people do it because they feel bad for you. But then when no one's around... You're doing it for yourself anyway. I don't understand why. Some people like that attention. They want people to feel bad for them. They like people looking at them going, oh, poor you. Or they just like people to do stuff for them. That's And that's ridiculous. That's taking advantage of people. If you're always going to be looking for someone to do something for you, you're going to have a really bad problem later on in life. Because what happens is 
you start alienating people. You People are not going to even want to be around you because they know if they come around you, you're going to give them a whole list of chores to do just for you. I know a guy that has no legs, and this guy's in a, in a, in a wheelchair, and he does his own laundry cooks for himself he and when he when his family comes over they they offer to cook and he tells them no he calls them and tells them to come over and he makes a makes dinner for them that's the way we have to be you have to be able to to pick up where you left off you, you got to be able to pick up and do as much as you possibly can if not you become a lump you become a rock you don't want to be that way trust me because once you just settle in to say well, this is it. I can't do anything anymore. You bring on more disease on yourself. And I'm talking about heart disease. I'm talking about diabetes. I'm talking about strokes. You can bring on a stroke. Just by not being active, by not being physical, you can bring on all these diseases on yourself. Now, I know a lot of people that are disabled, they can't go out and exercise anymore. They can't go running in the morning. They can't do weightlifting, push-ups, calisthenics. But just by being active, being active in your in your personal life, that's enough to keep the blood flowing. If you just give up, then you're giving up on life. If you don't start handling your own responsibilities, you're going to be dependent on somebody for the rest of your life. And if you're doing it just to have other people do stuff for you, you're going to end up being alone. Believe me, people don't want to be around people when they have to take care of them all the time. People love to help. They love to help and they like to see that there's some headway being made, that they're making they're making a difference. But if they're coming to you every day for a year and you still can't reach up and pick up a, a bottle of water or you still can't cut your meat after a while, they're like, oh my God, I can't go over there and start doing this again for them. I, I feel like a babysitter for a 40-year-old man or a 50-year-old woman. They're going to just shy away from you and you're going to find yourself alone by taking advantage of people. Do as much as you can for yourself and you're going to find yourself a lot more happier. The more active you are, the happier you're going to be. Believe me, I know it's easy. It's very depressing to become disabled. We all know that. And I know it's very easy just to crawl back inside yourself and say, I, I just give up. But when you give up, you're truly giving up. And you start alienating other people. People people shy away from you. And when you decide, when you finally do decide, well, I want people to come back, people are going to be shy about coming back to you. And what are you going to say? Hey, I can feed myself now. Come on back. Do your best. Do your best. Try to stay as active as you possibly can. Do as much for yourself as you possibly can. All right, in the beginning, it's going to be difficult. But you know what? That's even better. If it's difficult in the beginning, you're going to see improvement as time goes on. And that gives you encouragement. I know it did for me. So just try. Try. But try not to take advantage of people because you're going to lose. You're going to lose in the long run because you're going to lose friends. You're going to push your family away from you. So just try. It's the only thing I can suggest to you. Okay? Listen, thank you very much for stopping by today. It was great talking with you. We're going to talk a lot more next week. We've got some great topics coming up with Social Security, with health care. So you're not going to want to miss them. I will talk to you probably next 
next Tuesday. So have a great weekend. I'll see you next Tuesday. And remember this. Always remember this. Things can always be worse. No matter what, there's somebody right now somewhere who wishes they were in your position because your position is better than the position they're in. So it can always be worse. Remember that, my friends. Thanks again for stopping by. Have a great weekend. And listen, if you got something you want to tell me, if you agree or disagree with me about anything we talk about here on the podcast, email me, jimmy at famousapple.com or admin at famousapple.com. I look forward to reading your emails. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next week. You've been listening to An Apple a Day. I'm Jimmy Apple. Thanks for listening to An Apple a Day with Jimmy Apple, your gateway to a happy, healthy life. Join our community at www.famousapple.com. See you next time.